Okay, the 1st of February, St. Bridget's Day, the first day of spring. Arguably, I would insist it is the first day of spring. Some might disagree. Uh, the end of winter. Lots of reasons to be cheerful this morning. Uh, but of course, there is renewed interest in St. Bridget and her legacy this year, more so than ever before, because she is responsible for this extra bank holiday coming her way, that being the bank holiday this coming Monday. And we were discussing the legends and myths associated with St. Bridget on the show yesterday and the advice that you leave out a cloth at midnight on St. Bridget's Day leave it at the back which can be a cure for pain and migraine our next guest will know more about St. Bridget and traditions associated with her than most historian and author Joe McGowan of Mullock Moor joins us good morning to you Joe good morning and, and thanks for joining us the Bratha Bridge is that right? Is that yes what it's the called? Brat Bridge, the Brat um, Bridge. It, it, uh, it translates as Bridget's Cloak and uh, uh, yes it was a cloth that was left outside on St. Bridget's Eve and the saint is said to pass by during the night and bless it. And as you say, it was then kept as a cure for the rest of the year to give protection against sickness. Um, I, there's a great picture in, in the book, the Inishmurri, unfortunately, is out of print now, Inishmurri Island Voices of Flory Brady of Inishmurri Island, uh, putting the Brath Breach out over in Ballyconnell. Um, and it, uh, there's, I think there's some question about the colour of the cloth and, and so on. Yeah. What, what she put out was r- red flannel. Okay. Uh, red flannel, okay. Because we're, yes. We, yeah, people were telling yeah, us yesterday. But that... I, I, I don't think the colour is important. Um, it can be any colour at all. The important thing is just to leave a cloth out and she will bless that regardless of the colour or texture of it or anything. Now, I would imagine that there was, a, uh, back in the times when faith was strong, um, maybe in the early years of the last century, um, every house had a red flannel in it because for chest infections and, and winter colds and that sort of thing, it was often worn inside of the shirt. As a matter of fact, when I was growing up, it was one of the cures. Uh, I, I, I as to say, a wake chest when I was growing up. But the, the red flannel was uh, put inside and it was considered to be a cure. And if I may go slightly off topic, uh, one of the other cures was, and maybe your readers will have heard of it, was um, a, a brown sugar bag um, impregnated with goose same. It was called goose same, which is rather a funny name. But I think it was goose grease. It looked like a half-used bar of soap. Yeah. So I'm off topic now. We'll go back to St. Oh, Bridget. Yeah, simply, well, funny, there's an article in the Irish Independent today. You probably haven't seen it yet. Uh, and there is a suggestion that she's not a saint at all, that she was never officially canonised by the church, although she's one of Ireland's three patron saints, I think, traditionally. But there's a lot more to St. Bridget's Day, the 1st of February, Imbolg, isn't that, isn't that the Imbolg? Imbolg, yes. Imbolg, yeah. It's one of the quarter festivals. Of, of the old Celtic festivals, and it is the beginning of spring. And oftentimes, um, uh, customs which existed during pagan times, uh, during pre-Christian times, were Christianized with the coming of of uh, St. Patrick, St. Bridget, and so on and so forth in the 5th and 6th centuries and so on. She was said to be, a, uh, she was the daughter of a pagan chieftain, and she was said to have been um, a pagan goddess that she replaced the, uh, Bridget, who was a pagan goddess, and took her name over and Christianized it. Now, the early uh, Bridget, I believe, would have been spelled B-R-I-G-I-T, Bridget. But uh, in any case, she converted to Christianity, and she's revered um, all over Ireland now. And it's very appropriate that she's getting uh, a bank holiday. I've been advocating for that for years and years yeah. and years, because it, it, um, 
she is such a reconciling and a uniting figure. And I'm delighted that she's she's getting the day. St. Patrick and St. Bridget, and both of those saints were very much revered around North Sligo, where I come from, because on St. Patrick's Day, it was a great tradition, and still is a great tradition, to go to St. Patrick's Well, where the, the priest does the rounds, round and round the well, while saying the prayers. And it's a great old custom, which does go back to pre-Christian times. OK. Well, she wasn't revered by all in North Sligo, you were telling us, because her goat was stolen once. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. I, I hope Tommy Keeney uh, forgives me for letting that cat out of the bag. But uh, yes, I'm afraid so. Uh, she, she she had a goat, which is quite reasonable, but she probably had more than that because when she was travelling about, uh, as St. Patrick did, there were itinerant saints, more or less. And of course, there were, there were kind of ragamuffins coming in with this new religion, so they wouldn't have been very well revered at that time. It, it took centuries uh, to bring that on board. Well, we don't know what happened, but it's, it's certainly um, uh, no, that, that, that's, that's a stain on the Cliffany people. I'm sorry about that. I'll have to drive pretty fast going through Cliffany after this. But that wouldn't be unusual at all because the people of Colry stole St. Patrick's deer. So the people who were always on the lookout for a spare goat or a spare deer um, for, uh, with these travelling people, they reckoned that they could spare them and, um, yeah. and so on. But it... Um, there's a, there's a legend associated with the well in Cliffney, apart from, from going to, and this is the day to go to the well in Cliffney. And the rounds are done there, uh, round and round the well. Uh, a decade of the rosary is said um, while praying to the saint. And it's um, usual to leave a bit of cloth after them, a bit of a rag. And it's, uh, the well is also a, a great place for a cure for toothache or any personal ailment or an animal sick and that sort of thing. It was... A, a great day in Cliffney up to the 1930s or 1940s. There was a fair held there. It was a pattern day. There was all kinds of excitement. There were jugglers and entertainment and stands, uh, people selling cattle and, and, and fowl and so on. So they would go down to the well, do the rounds at the well, and then come up to Cliffney Village. And, and it, it was such a big day, it's hard to imagine it now. Yeah, okay. Big but fighting was very popular at that time. Yeah, but, and but the, action fights. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> the older people will remember it was an expression that people use uh, 12 o'clock and not a blow struck yet. And that goes back to the fears because there was usually those faction fights. They, they, they may not have been very bitter, but th- there was rivalry between the yeah. different villages. And an old man that lived in Mullochmore, Pat Healy was his name. Um, I knew him uh, as a very old man. He, he described one of those faction fights when 40 people came up from Tullahan and uh, they took on the fellas from around Cliffney, Ballantrelic, Mullochmore and so on. So there was, a, there was a great fight there and I'm sure heads were cracked but uh, the Tullahan uh, lads were, were chased back down to Tullahan. All right, OK. Well, uh, for, for those of a, of a less violent disposition, the tradition of the St. Bridget's Cross, of course, uh, still widespread and we had all sorts of um, notifications yesterday about uh, cross-making um, events and instructions and so forth. People still do that. But somebody is wondering, somebody's been on to wonder in relation to the crosses, um, has Joe heard that it's the youngest in the family that takes in the rushes to the house to make the crosses? Have you ever heard of that one, Joe? Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's there's uh, quite a number of traditions that, that are kept in many different places. And I think uh, Donegal would be where that would be kept up more than here. 
I, I've heard about it, and, well, I wouldn't be clear in the whole procedure, but yes, I do believe, and your listener is right, uh, the, the rushes uh, would be collected on St. Bridget's Eve, and it would be the youngest of the family that would bring them in. Um, uh, th- th- there was a whole um, ceremony involved with that. Um, the rushes would be left outside the door, and before the crosses were made, and I'm sure some of your readers will come in and flesh this out a bit more, um, the young girl would knock on the door mm. and ask to be let in. It would be Osgilga, of course, in the olden days. And she would knock three times, and then she would be let in. And uh, the, the rush-making would proceed from there. It was a great old custom. Yeah. And um, it was said also that two rushes left over from the making of St. Bridget's Cross they were twisted together and bound around the head. Uh, they were worn to bed one night and kept under the pillow for the following three nights as a cure for headaches. So you're right. Your reader is, is yeah. correct on that. All right. Well, it's and, great. Um, yeah, yes, it's... indeed. The youngest would, would pick it up and quite a ceremony was attached to it. It's great to see the customs and traditions staying with us and maybe um, a, a reawakening of the importance of St. Bridget and what she stands for because we have this uh, bank holiday. But this person makes the point, maybe you'd like to comment on it, um, it's great or not, St. Bridget's Day. Just wait until the greeting card companies and the drinks industry hijack it and it'll end up like St. Patrick's Day. I, I, that's not well, going to happen. I think though, it's it? a bit too close to Christmas. We'll have spent all our money on mm. Christmas cards and, and birthday cards and so on. Uh, I, I, I don't think that'll happen. But look, it, it'd be no harm if it did because people have the option then whether to buy it or not. But uh, I'll be going to the well in Cliffney today myself. Uh, there's no set time for going there. Yeah, and um, if you want to do something special, you don't have to buy a card. You could make a little cross and send it to your relatives in America or England or whatever. Now, in my youth, uh, there was no ceiling in the houses. It was just a vaulted ceiling. You could see the sods in the roof, and the bridges crosses were put up in the house as a blessing for the house. Sometimes they were blessed before they were put up, and sometimes not. But the bridges crosses were always very important, and that is a custom and a tradition that uh, has been kept up over the years. And I think uh, Paddy Joe Gallagher in Ballantrelic has, uh, has classes on that sometimes. It's great yeah. to see it. Bridget has always been popular among the people. And just one more thing on the Bridget's crosses. It would also be put up on the buyer, um, as the Blessed Pam would be on Pam Sunday. The, the, the Pam, of course, would be blessed. So uh, people called on, on, on divinity, on, on the saints and so on, protect them back in those times when they didn't maybe have money for doctors and so on and life was very fragile and totally dependent on on a cattle a few cows that people would have and so on and it was important that they would be protected and uh, Bridges Crosses and the Blessed Pam used to do that at that time. Yeah. People believed in it very strongly and um, maybe we'll see a few of your listeners down at the well today. Yeah, all right, okay. Well, we're reminded, and that listener is right, because I looked it up last night. She is the patron saint of dairy farmers as well. One, right. li- one listener's been on, Joe. Unfortunately, she missed putting out the, the brat breeder last night, the, the cloth. Would it make a difference if she put it out tonight? Do you know? Well, the custom and the tradition that has been handed down to us is that it's put out on the eve of Bridget. So if you missed it this year... Uh, a neighbour might have put it out, and I would say that whatever powers it uh, it gains during the night, uh, if your neighbour loans it to you, you could use it. But no, it's too late. If you don't put it out on yeah. Bridget's Eve, 
uh, um, you have missed the boat in that sense. All right, okay. I so, say also there's one other custom sure. that doesn't exist any longer, and it, 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 it exists up to living memory, and they were the Breejogs. Um, the the Breejogs would be similar to the Ran, the Ren boys, or the Mummers at Christmas, or, or Straw Boys, and so on. In that, um, on St. Bridget's Eve or St. Bridget's Day, they went from house to house, like the, 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 they do with the Ren now, or the Ran on St. Stephen's Day. Um, I went down to the, the Aran Islands back there about 10 years ago to, to see the custom in action. It has died out here, but it still exists in parts of Ireland where young people would dress up uh, as pre-jokes, boys and girls, and go from door to door dancing and playing musical instruments, yeah. um, reciting a rhyme. And I picked that up when I was down in the islands. Of course, uh, the islands are, are Gael Tucks. And um, they would go from door to door and they would recite Chris Chris, Breej Ma Chris, Mwira is a mock, Breej is a brat, Mas Fiora Toshiv Anokt, Gumashok Vera Veshiv Blian O Anokt, which translates as Mary is out, Bridget is a cloak, no matter how well you are tonight, may you be seven times better a year from now. And that seems like a grand old tradition. Well, it does. Maybe we could. Uh, I suppose people are so busy now with uh, television and smartphones and all the, the pastimes, yeah. I don't think we'll go back to that. But more is the pity that we've okay. lost that. Well, let's, let's hope we all are seven times better off uh, this time next year. A lot of interest in the Bridges Well. Before we finish, Joe, you're heading to St. Bridges Well. People want to know, where are the St. Bridges Wells, or is there only one? Well, it's on private property in Cliffney Village. Um, okay. But I was talking to the person that has the property, and they very kindly offered to unlock the gate. Um, you can park anywhere uh, along by the hall in Cliffney, and then you walk, say, towards Sligo, about maybe 300, 400 yards, and there's a little iron gate there, so you walk down the field. You know, um, I would say I'll, I'll be there myself, uh, and now that I'm saying it, I'll make sure to be there All at right. 2 o'clock, so if there's anybody two there, okay. I'll meet them at the hall in Cliffney. And well, we'll walk down okay, to well, there, the, the bridge as well and keep up the old. All right, I, 